Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, ladies and gentlemen. An NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. Uh, you're listening to and watching uh, the, the news crew because it's the off-season and there's nothing to preview and there's nothing to review. Uh, I am your host tonight, Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Donlan, and I am I'm holding that. I'm going to change my wee name at the bottom of everything to the conscience <laughs> of Cleveland. Um, tonight we are going to be talking about all of the latest news um, and the build-up to the draft as we are so, so, so close. Uh, we'll also have our, as is tradition, statistic of the week. Um, and I'll remind everybody, uh, like, subscribe, follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, uh, and we obviously come out wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I am joined by our fantastic panel, and we have got some veteran crew members on, and we have got a shiny, shiny new crew member, uh, but more about him later. So first, we have got Stu our master of all things mathematical, the, the resident statistician. It, it took me so long to try and type statistician, but with Stu. A statistician. How are you doing tonight, mate? I'm doing really good. It took you almost as long to pronounce that there, or get it out, <laughs> as it probably did to, for you to type it. But no, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's been a great week. It's six degrees here now, so it's warmed up. We're out in the garden doing things. There's no snow anymore, which is great. No ice. I finally got the Christmas lights down off the house, so that's a... Whoa, 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 whoa. The, the Christmas lights? What? The Christmas, the Christmas lights are down. They'll go back up in October, just before Halloween, and then we're good to go again. That is sick. The cycle of life. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, after that startling, startling revelation from Stu, is it not maybe a rule that like, if they're at, if they're up like into the new year, you need to leave them up all year, and it's bad luck? Is that no? I think no. Nah, Canada, uh, Canada, we have slightly different different windows of time and all that. But there's definitely still some people that put their Christmas lights on at night here, like not until it hits like actual summer time. So that would be June twenty first. The solstice, that's when you take them down. That's that's psychotic behaviour. That's absolutely unreasonable. <laughs> well, we live here, uh, it's cold. <laughs> right, well, we are also joined by a man who, it turns out, is a bigger fan of Bud Light than anybody <laughs> Um So we are joined by Studs. Um, and yes, yeah, we love him for his uh, knowledge of football, not his uh, taste in Bud Light, since evidently that's what his team wants him to drink these days. Uh, Studs, how are you doing tonight, mate? It looks like Studs is actually frozen, it's or like he he's, is ex- he's exceptionally good at charades. This is like he's he's this is like, he's uh, deep in thought. It's, it's like Squid Game. It's, it's that red light, green light game for Squid Game. There you go. He's moving back. Right. All right. There you go. He's back. How are you doing tonight, Studs? Ah, not bad, mate, not bad. Um, I had all sorts of things I wanted to say there, and then everything froze, and it's just nah. I'm just I'm all right. Fuck it, let's just go before I freeze again. So, I'm there's a language warning for like... <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. That's every time he freezes, he said something inappropriate or to be expected of a Chiefs fan. Um, <laughs> right now, we have also got Dan, our new crew member. Now, the big question is, has he been drafted first overall or is he Mr. Irrelevant? Um, so Dan, welcome for your uh, your inaugural showing. On the Gridiron crew. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm glad to be here. 
Forget about the draft. I was a hottest free agent. Keeps me trying to get me for weeks during free agency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like you, you don't want to put yourself across as a uh, young and sprightly. You're more of a more of a, a seasoned old seasoned hand that's veteran. been brought in to shore up the ship. <laughs> uh, just to end the rookie contract. That's for us. Maybe they would take that fifth year option. Eh? Payday, so I'm uh, like to be here. Nah, it's been. <laughs> he's been trying to get me on for weeks, but I've been unavailable, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm glad to be here and uh, take part. Hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute here, Dan. Are you getting paid? Did you just say? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why keeps me squeezing us for money. But it's one of those college side contracts that nobody gets to know about. <laughs> Right, well, okay, gents. Now, we are going to get um, going with our kickoff question of the week to uh, ease things in and get us going. So, the lineup for the 2023 NFL Draft concerts has been announced, and some of the headliners include such such acts as Fallout Boy, Motley Crue, and, right, and I have no idea who this band is, which I think shows my lack of awareness than anything else, but Thundercat. <laughs> which I've no idea who it is, but I don't want. I'm kind of hoping Lion appears. Um, <laughs> Mumra, the lead singer. Snarf. <laughs> get Snarf <laughs> on. <laughs> snarf, snarf on bass. Um, oh, no, so no, no, it's, the, it's, it's, Thund- it's Thundercat himself on bass. He's a bassist. Oh, well, you uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, so the question for the crew then is, who would you pick to headline your own NFL draft and bonus points if you can make it linked to your team. Now, Studs, it seems only fair he starts this one with you since since the draft is in Kansas City after all. Um, uh, and none of the teams that have been picked seem to have any particular links to anything Kansas City or barbecue related. Uh, so on you go, mate. Who would you have as your big band to kick off your NFL draft? Well, I, I must admit, I did, I've literally just seen the agenda, so I did warn you boys I would be heinously underprepared for this. I would just come back for well, a Well, how are you? You're normally prepared. Ah, obviously. I'm a professional at this. <laughs> I'm not what to say a bad impression with Andrew his first time. <laughs> but what? just having a think right, about it, and I, and I literally went down the bonus point route. I went down for the village people. Purely because they're going to have the chief in there with a the big headdress, sitting <laughs> doing YMCA to open up the draft. Do you know what? It gets the crowd going. That's that's fantastic. Listen, the, they've got some hats people. in there. You're going to get everybody up dancing, and as I said, you're going to have that big chief gear to open up the draft in Kansas City. And the, cop, and the cops on hand to maybe uh, press some charges against Mixon. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> He's still finally stopped apologising for mixing. I was never I'm still still wearing this jersey. <laughs> uh, right, okay, Stu, we'll bring we'll kick it over to you next, mate. Who who would you have as your your headline act? I, I have an entire bill worked out. Oh, Jesus, okay? right, yeah, I mean, I'll go through it quickly. Less. Spot yeah. spot the musician amongst us. Three. Three bands, okay. I'm gonna go just with three bands. I, I did have more, but I'll cut it down. Um, so we're gonna have opening up has to be Guns and Roses, obviously playing Welcome to the Jungle, Cincinnati uh, Bengals themed and all that. Yeah. The second band, uh, one of my favorites of all time, CCR playing Run yes. the Jungle, Run Through the Jungle. Great song, great song. Uh, maybe play Fortunate Son as well, just because we all want to hear that. 
Just, and it makes you think of Nam, and that involves the jungle as well. And then the last band, Survivor, because they're obviously going to play Eye of the Tiger. So that's my choices. Nice, love all it. Tiger, themed. love it. And and all all the bonus points for the for the Bengals theme. And not once did you go for Bungles, not Bengals. Um, <laughs> so we've got to respect that. Mr. Bungle's uh, a good band as well, though, by the way. If I had went that team, there you go. <laughs> uh, Dan, what about yourself, mate? Um, without giving away uh, what team I support yet, since we're going to oh. get to that, we're going to go, I'll go, I'm going to go with the state team and people that were born in the city. And I'd have to go with Meatloaf. We better rock. Oh, you know, I'm listening to Meatloaf. Mom was a massive Meatloaf fan, so uh, having learned that he was born in this city, uh, I think I would go with, I would go with, with him. Nice. That's, have you I, ever I seen Meatloaf? Like Dan, no, have you, have you never seen Pete Loaf? No. Oh my god, it's one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. Like he, well, I mean, he was supporting Alex Harvey Band. Uh, um, who was he playing? In uh, it doesn't matter where he was playing, but anyway, Pete Loaf, he put everything into it, including the sweat. Like he looked exactly, <laughs> I mean, maybe he didn't look exactly like Pete Loaf, but he sounded exactly like Pete Loaf. His band were excellent. It had the, the lassies up singing as well, and the stage show they put on was fantastic. So for right. a tribute act, if you ever get the chance to see Pete Loaf, go do it. He'll even throw his sweaty towel into the crowd. You might get to catch it. <laughs> Great. I'll look out for that. I think you would want to look out for that. I don't think you want to look out for that. Would you want to be a terrible towel come towards you? Right. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about them in this show. No place for them. No place or time for that nonsense here. Uh, right, well, I'll, I'll I'll go for mine. Uh, it's it's a bit of an obvious one because uh, Papa's got a brand new bag, and it would have to be James Brown. Got to be. But get up in because like the Browns are never getting up to do anything. So uh, I, I might as well James Brown. Just, I thought you were meaning maybe just because they don't pay their players, they don't offer their players that brand new bag. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll know if any of that. We'll be talking about a team that does that, that's uh, tight fisted later. Uh, the, Brown, the Browns pay people. If it, the problem is the Browns pay people far too much. <laughs> right, this is true. Hey, Brian, um, I thought you maybe would have went with living in America just for the Rocky tie in as well. We could have. We could have. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, we are going to get going, boys, and we are going to get um, into the, 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 main, the main stories of the week. And. Uh, the NFL has many main stories that we are going to discuss tonight, but there is only one main story that must be discussed with immediate urgency, and that is the fact that we have got a new member in the crew. That we have got Dan has joined us. As I say, the question is: Is he um, first overall or Mister Irrelevant? Um, and we'll give him a, a moment to introduce himself and tell us a wee bit about himself. So, Dan, the question's for you, mate: Is uh, how did you get into the NFL? Because obviously, it's a uh, it's it's not something that's uh, homegrown. Uh, with us in Scotland, who is the team you follow so we can all start to officially abuse you for it? Um, <laughs> and then what is your, your either your favourite or your funniest NFL memory, mate? Give me a second to fix my jumper here, give me a second. Or the big reveal that's coming. Normally, that's the one I'm finished. Good point, Stud. Oh, there we go. There we go. Just need to check if we all still dead boys. We all still them boys. <laughs> to be fair, we needed some more. So to get back to the start, again in the NFL, my dad's followed it for many, many years. Um, I don't know if you may have heard Keith saying before, my dad actually was an official in the UK for over 30 oh. years. Um, so he refereed all the UK, uni stuff, college bowls, senior bowls, all that sort of stuff. So kind of got into it through him. And uh, my earliest memory of the NFL is 
sitting in a train home on a Sunday night with my dad listening to the American Forces Network to get the NFL because it's the only way you could ever get it. Uh, before it, was on, it was obviously Channel 4, but when you're out and about, you had to the radio. So that was my earliest memories of it. And uh, my dad was a Cowboys fan, so naturally I followed, it, I followed along. Um, my earliest memory of physically being as the Claymores. Um, and that, that's, that's what properly got me. And I was a... Uh, and I thought the year of the one the World Bowl, I was at every game apart for the World Bowl because I was too young and I'd school the next day, and it was in Edinburgh. <laughs> 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 My mum wouldn't let me go. Oh, uh, it's, it's <laughs> heartbreaking. I bet you your dad was on board with it as well. I bet your dad was going to give you the day off the next so, day. So the reason I really get involved with Claymore, I'm trying to keep this as short as possible, is through my dad's officiating, he became head of basically sideline crews for the Claymore's games. So he was kind of what they call the long sleeves man which is a guy you'll see on the sideline putting his big sleeves up telling them what a TV time out. So he done that. So as I, I kind of got tickets to the games, I was at the games and all that. So fast forward a few years, I forgot to actually look up when it was, but it was a year that uh, Bob Geldof played at Hamden. Um, nice. They were a man shot. I think I was 13 at the time. They were a man shot the chain crew. So my dad said to me, can you do it? I was like, yep, yeah, no bother. Because I've been going to games with my dad for years when he's officiating, I've been on the sideline doing ball boy, doing chain crews and everything. And he's like, can you do this for an NFL Europe game? I was like, oh, it's just a normal game. And for that day on, I was uh, head chains for every Claymore's game, um, which was a phenomenal experience. It's, 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 that's amazing. How it's happened. And then I, as much as I missed the Claymore's winning the World Bowl, which was a phenomenal thing, I then got to be the chain crew for the World Bowl at Hamden. I thought it wasn't the Claymore's. Yeah. Uh, but I was uh, I was on the sideline for that World Bowl, which was was unbelievable. Uh, must have been unreal. Oh, it was just great. And I mean, the, all the players that came through the NFL Europe, I seen them all before they were names. Do you know what I mean, some of them I even forgot were in the NFL Europe until like, oh, I'm sure I seen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, <laughs> being one of the, the main ones. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm sure he shouted at me for no moving that stick far enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've got so many funny, maybe we, we do a conversation, <laughs> so many funny stories of being on the chain crew and stuff like that. Uh, but I think I also learned was, because well, my dad was officials, and not a lot of people wonder who these officials are. So people like Jerry Austin were over, he was obviously a big name by then. But then mm-hmm. you had people like that were coming up, so Ed Hockley was over doing loads of games. And I remember Gene Steratore been over as well. Yeah. In a, a funny, story, a quick funny story. Then we can move on. Go for yeah, yeah, yeah. We love tangents. We love tangents and extra stories. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're earning your wages here since I partly keep paying. <laughs> so, that, so this, so we'd obviously done it for a few years, and you see all the new officials coming and going. So this new official appears. We don't know who he is. I said to my dad, and I don't well talk normal soccer. I'm out here, but I'm a, I'm a Celtic fan. At the time, Henrik Larson's going for Celtic, or he just maybe just left. I'm like, Dad, that's that guy right, over there that looks like Henrik Larson. That guy over there looks like Henrik Larson. That's like, ah, he does. And then that was forgotten about. And then fast forward about four years, I'm watching the NFL, and I'm thinking, that guy looks like Henrik Larson. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's that official for the NFL Europe a few years ago. And then it turns out he had a great career as an official. And now he's doing the TV. The legend that is Gene Senator. Yep, I, that's absolutely amazing. Andy Lutz like Henry Larson. Andy Lutz like Henry Larson. I, 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 I can't say I've ever made that link myself with Gene Senator, but there you go. <laughs> uh, maybe not now, he's a bit older, maybe when he was younger. Back in the day. Right, I did see him running about with his tongue out. Oh, 
Keep it clean. Hi. Those memories of Henrik Larson are nothing but clean. They're pure filth. Answer your last question. So, favourite NFL memories? I probably got two, and one of them was being on the chain crew for the Claymores and stuff like that. It was just an unbelievable experience to do it at a very young age as well. It was surreal for me. And I get paid for doing it as well. I get paid for doing something I would do it for free. It was amazing. Uh, and then the other one was... Oh, right. this, this theme keeps emerging that Dan gets paid for stuff that <laughs> we seem to have today for free. And, uh, you don't ask was, you. When the Cowboys were down at um, Wembley, again, my dad with his connections had been a Cowboys fan. He, again, was running the chain crew for the, for an actual NFL game my dad done. That's amazing. Uh, the red sleeves, chains cool. uh, for an NFL game. So he didn't do the long sleeves because Fox done all that. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he done the chains for an NFL game, and uh, on the Saturday during the the walkthrough, I managed to get a uh, pitch side to watch Cowboys doing the walkthrough and stuff like that. So that was pretty amazing. I like that 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 weather's like oh yeah. oh here's my fond memory. Right, okay, fair, fair, fair enough, Dan. I, was, your wages. I was thinking maybe someone bought fumble, but that just bit <laughs> Saturday comparison. Aye, yeah, aye. It was, it was, oh, I remember when I watched Red Zone for the first time in my front room and it was fantastic. Here's Dan's been pitched oh, yeah, the first... walkthrough. And it was I'll, like, I'll, oh, I'll he was in London for games and all that. And he's like, oh, well, I was, I was on the walkthrough as well. I'm not going to talk about the after party that was at as well then. Oh, oh. Hi. Uh, that, that, we'll, we'll save those stories for the Gridiron Crew After Dark special. Uh, that, one's, that, that, one, that one's available on the, the, the OnlyFans. Uh, right. Anyway, okay, guys, well, thanks, thanks for inviting me. It's, been, uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, on the notion of uh, going from one man getting paid to another man getting paid, um, one of the big, big, big... Oh, we're getting better than us, by the way. This is why I'm hosting, boys. So... The, one of the big stories, the big story, arguably, of the week, Jalen Hurts got paid. Highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Five-year, $255 million contract. $179 million in change guaranteed. He is the best paid quarterback in the league. Um, so, gents, the two questions that we've got off the back of this. One is he worth it? Is he worth being the best paid quarterback in the league? And two, what does this do for the big quarterback story of the offseason? What does this do with Lamar? What do we think, gents? First, is he worth it? Do you reckon that he's uh, he's earned being best paid player at his position? No, we're not saying he's the best quarterback in the league, because that's a very different thing, and we know the length of time these contracts run over. But has he earned the pay packet? What do we think? I'll, I'll try not to be biased considering the place for the Eagles, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you know what, Dan? Go for it. You're first, mate. Uh, you're I want first. to hear you say nice things he's about the Eagles player. He's not worth it than the Eagles player. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, I think it's hard to see. I, I don't know. Has he done? I know he done well, but has he done enough yet to, to get to be the highest paid? Well, I th- I think when you've had your best ever career game in the Super Bowl. I think you can go a long way to earning that. He's the biggest stage of the ball, and he put on an absolute clinic. Do you know what I mean? It was, and albeit, listen, does it? You can argue all day that he said he had probably the best 
I'll say second best offensive line because I'm going to be purely biased and say the Chiefs one is the best. But um, <laughs> second best offensive line. <laughs> someone, 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 Wyatt Tellers just got really, really angry. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he put on an absolute show in the Super Bowl. And for me, that it was probably a shining case should MVP go to can it go to one of the losing players? Absolutely, it should have for me. It should have probably been Hurts. Um, but as what as so so I tell you what then. So a lot of the chat obviously that yeah, well he is now the best paid player at his position. But a lot of people are saying that yes, he had a great Super Bowl. Nobody's can take that away from him. Um, the the tale of the tape says it all, and he had a great season. You know what I mean? He had a fantastic season all year. But he's had a fantastic season, singular one. You know what I mean? He's not That's... played like that his whole career. And he has, and this does not diminish him at all, but he has played with all the pieces. He has not had to be the player that lifts the whole team up. He's been a player that goes with it. Stu, what do you think, mate? Where do you land in this? I mean, for me, well, you know, I've been a bit of a Minshew truther the entire time and I would think one of the things that lends uh, itself to saying that Hurt should have been paid was when he was injured and had to sit out and Minshew took the reins of that outstanding team that he's been with for two years or, mm-hmm. or had been with for, for two years and been training with and playing with. Minshew couldn't get it done as much as I love the guy. Uh, so that to me, kind of, although the stats were already kind of supporting that Hurts was one of the top three quarterbacks in the league for the whole season, that for me showed that okay, well, you know what, the guy is actually winning now. Um, speaking to the year before, uh, Hurts, I think he, he, I mean, he's really put in the work in the off season, going from last year into well, the season that just happened there, and because I think the year before, my impression of him was, uh, is he just kind of a not yeah, you know, quarterback? Say I was going to say, I was going to say. And not as good Lamar Jackson was kind of the, th- oh, okay. the impression I got. Because um, I thought he was more of a run-first type quarterback. I agree with that. But he really worked on his arm in that offseason. And his ac- yeah. I can't fault his accuracy or anything at all. And like Stud says, it's like the guy got to the Super Bowl and he put on an absolute show. And, of course, we know what happened in the end, but it wasn't Hurt's fault. I mean, I think we can all, all agree that he played very well. I, I mean, I'm not really an Eagles fan either. Like, I, I'm a Bengals fan. I have nothing against the Eagles, but it is funny when you see their fans. Uh, I, I was, I was going to speak about this later on, but I noticed something earlier today. They've been having a, a fan poll to try and figure out where their wide receiver group rates. They were trying to have a non-biased look at where do the, the you know the Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers rank versus the other teams. And uh, would you believe it? They are overwhelmingly the best group in the oh. entire league. And uh, the Bengals uh, wide receivers are apparently muck. The Cowboys receivers are also muck. And uh, the Chiefs, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter who you have at wide receiver because like, there's nobody really that good there. And Mahomes will just throw it. I've got Travis Kelsey at wide receiver. I'm pretty sure I caught a touchdown for the Chiefs last year, actually. I said, don't be that old little joker. Yeah. No, no, see what they have this year. Anyway, getting back to Hurts, what we're talking about there. What I would say is, yeah, he's he's deserves to get paid. What it will do to the market is it's obviously going to bump things up a bit. Lamar is now going to immediately be turning around and going, okay, Baltimore, I've already won the MVP. 
Yes, I've not been to the Super Bowl yet, but come on, you need to give me some more weapons. I had Hollywood for a few years, but he kept getting injured and now he's gone. And they obviously have went out and gotten Beckham, but we'll see if that actually works out. I know. I mean, you you had Odell at your team, Brian, so you have some oh, opinions. My, and, my, 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 my opinions are Odell. I would have been happy with it, but my, he's not my, number one. No, he's, he's not, not a number, number one. one. Yeah, somebody else that agrees. No, I mean, he's not number one. Any, if he was before, he's not anymore. He hasn't been for a while, and nothing wrong with him. But I don't think he's worth eighteen million for a year, right? I think no. If he had two good knees, he might be able to be considered a number one. But if you're running about good knee, he's getting knees. But no, it's it's going to bump the, the going back to Hurts. It's going to bump up the you know the market. So obviously we're going to see that coming down the line for Borough. And obviously I know he's going to need to get paid in the kind of not so dif- distant future. I know we can kind of hold it off for a couple of years, but it's one of these things where the longer you wait the higher the number's going to be. And yeah. It's the same for Herbert and everybody. So like we've seen, Mahomes get paid, that bumped the numbers up. You guys went nuts with Watson last year, which was Ooh. crazy, which has clearly impacted the Hurts number. So he's been yep. paid. Because before, I think, I, honestly, I think Dak probably would have been the sort of, you know, the normal. Because when did he get paid? A couple of years ago? Yeah. He probably Dan's wishes he's held off for a couple of years now. Yeah. <laughs> See, to be to be fair to Dak, can't believe I stick up for Dak of all people. He has actually been out in the Twitter, I think it was, um, speaking really positively about Hurts. You know, guy really deserves it. Hope Lamar gets his uh, gets a bag as well. Uh, being really supportive of the other players in the position. He's not going to turn rude as a fellow quarterback. Don't pay those guys. I've been nah, paid. He, could, he, he could decline to comment entirely. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to comment. He could, he could just sit out. But he's been out in his yeah. own media and stuff and been given giving the guys a big G. So, you know, fair play. It's a quarterback club. You've got to stick up for the guys in the same position. Yeah. It's like goalkeepers and right. soccer. They all stick up for each other. And referees, they all back each other. Hang on, hang on a minute. Studs has just confirmed all the referees are in it together. Live on air. Eagles choices, it's obviously he wants to get paid. If they don't want to pay him, what's their other option? Minshew. Minshew's at the coach. They really had to pay him because they're not going to get someone at that level. Or offer sheet Lamar. I mean, those were the Lamar. options, but yeah, right, the, the, the younger player coming through. It was one of those positions where it was either they paid them or they were stuck. It's, yeah. it's not like the Eagles have got previous for overpaying their quarterbacks, though. I mean, you just like, did they not jump the boat with Wentz? And well, Big that style. turned out fine. I'd be fair, that's right. It's a shorter list than the people that didn't jump on Wentz. Nah. <laughs> Wentz, the highest paid backup in uh, at the NFL now. I mean, it's, you know, Jack, Jackson was the only one that realistically was, would have been available for the Eagles if they didn't want to pay us. And they, they, they would have paid Ransom for him. And then the, the and Lamar will be that. more expensive. But I was going to say, they had to have drafted for him and then paid him more money. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I rate Hearts as a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just I say whether it's a, a one really good season that also works in his favour. Just need to see if that continues. It's, you always judge these quarterbacks when they don't have all the weapons around them and their teams kind of starts yeah. to get a bit aging and they start losing the key factors. Yeah. What can they do? 
It's the one where, right, studs, just enjoy this, right? You just sit there and enjoy it for a minute, right? Just, just fucking, what, just, you what, know the, the no, the no it's where, it's where, no, no, it's where, aye, well, it's the name it. It's where Mahomes shows he's a class apart because he doesn't, oh, studs is just bad. He's just bailed on that's it. I've said Mahomes' his name and that was him, he burst his load. Um, yeah, no, so it's, it's, it's where Mahomes, it's where Mahomes shows he's a, he's a class above everybody else because he does have men, Excluding Kelsey, he does have mince weapons, um, and he still does it. Wins and Super Bowls yeah. with if you, if what you, you would call poor or wide receivers. If you look at Rogers to an extent, it's the same. Yeah, exactly. Like same. Green Bay, Brady. Brady had nothing. He always made people stars. Brady as well. He yeah. never at one point had an A-list lineup in front of him, but he made the players better. So there you go. I suppose that's all. We'll maybe leave Hurts there. Like that's the big question that will hang over him is as the as this big contract ekes out and he is the big cap hit and those casualties appear around him because he's such a big cap hit, will he be able to to elevate the other players around him yeah. and bring them up? Right, that's moving from one quarterback onto another uh, to, to keep us spinning on, gentlemen. Tua, Tua is back. Tua apparently was considering uh, retirement. But he said that he was discussing it with his family. And one of the big things for him is that he wants his son to be able to watch him play. So when his, his wee boy gets a bit older. Um, and he's went out and he's done training on how to, how to take a hit and how to fall better. Now, I think everybody around the league was aghast at both. Well, kind of at the hits too I was taking. But more, I think, at how how the whole situation was being managed by the Dolphins as an organisation, by the league, by everything. So, the big question, um, Dan, you can kick us off in this one, mate, is should players be responsible for trying to, to mitigate and to manage how they take hits and how they respond? Or does the, does the league need to do something? You know, we see that they bring things like the Guardian caps, and in the off season, and then they vanish during the regular season. We've obviously seen how excessive a lot of people would say um, roughing the passer calls have got recently. Is there something else the league needs to do, or is this on players that need to, need to get trained and how to take this? Because at the end of the day, it's a physical game. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question because the league have been criticised for how strict they've been on hits on the quarterback to avoid these sort of things. So what else can the league do in terms of... I mean, you can't even land on a quarterback at the moment. So it doesn't matter if it's his head, you just can't land on him. And it's a rough in the passer. It should, it should never be on the players either. It's not the players' responsibility to not get injured. But, I mean, they're there. They expect to be protected. They expect the equipment is going to do its job. Um, so what, what can I do? I mean... Two have been training with the WWE to see how to take take, take hits and how to take bumps. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of is like, is it, that's what that was logic. wasn't even there. I thought I was like, maybe that's what he has been doing. I don't know. What else can the league do? Yeah, one of the one of the things a bit of context for this one too. So because obviously we're thinking about the draft and we're thinking about players like dare I mention him, Bryce Young. Two is six foot, two hundred and fifteen odd pounds. He's not like a really tiny guy, and he's still picking up these hits. Um, Stu, what do you think, mate? Come on, so in this one. Just, just finish up there, Brian. Go for it. No, no, go, Dan. 
with the, with the, the, the situations, there's a lot of concussions in the hits. Last year, it wasn't the hits; it was them hitting the ground that were causing it. So you can't you can't stop that from happening. I mean, I've probably talked about Hamlin later on as well as things like that. It's just so many. That's a really tough one. And what do you guys think? Um, I mean, I think well, one of the things we had a big chat about, like probably more so after the the second concussion that uh, Tua suffered during the season this year, um, Grant from our group, like he uh, Bears fan, and uh, he's he's very active in the boxing world. And one of the things he commented on with Tua was he was kind of questioning his neck strength. So he was saying a lot of the time when he goes down, you're kind of seeing his head is flying back what? way further or more. You know, there's way more whiplash going on there than there is for a lot of the other players. So Grant was saying he's like, that's one of the things that kind of wrecks boxers. He's like, if you don't have the neck strength, you know, you can end up, that's how you're going to end up getting concussions and things or more concussion because a lot of it is neck related. And when you're hearing from Tua and from the Dolphins uh, medical staff, oh, no, no, it's not a concussion, it's a neck injury. Yeah. Grant was saying that's a red flag because if it's a neck injury, it's likely a concussion as well. Um, I mean, in terms of that, that's the whole thing of like, you know, I wouldn't say it's so much on the players, but that part is maybe in terms of you need to make sure if you are likely to be a guy who's getting hit and put on his back, which is sort of what happens to the quarterback quite a lot, you've got that kind of neck strength there to be able to support that. I don't know if that means you need to be like tight. There's a very famous video of him for the 80s when he was like 20 years old and he's kind of doing push-ups with his head and his neck and he's just got like the, the massive shoulders and all that. So don't know if Tua has been doing that all. You know, maybe he's been working with Brock Lesnar or something. You know, and like you say, like WWE guys are also like in, uh, you know, in UFC or boxing or whatever, like just working with those guys to kind of try and figure out, well, how do I strengthen this so that what's happening to me doesn't it ruin my career or my life kind of thing moving forward. So at the end of the day, the safety is the biggest thing, but um yeah, it's it's a tough one. Like uh, it's tough in terms of saying who's to blame because yeah, these these tackles and everything, they're always gonna happen and people are gonna hit the ground, like Dan says. It's an interesting one, particularly when we talk about the next stuff, because we all remember um a couple of years ago, Chris Carson. Um, you know I mean, his his career, um, yep. very talented running back, but his career was done, and it was a neck injury that did him. Uh, Studs, what about you, mate? How do you weigh in on this one? Well, if you're going to talk about somebody with a quarterback line in the back, Stu has got first-hand experience. I mean, look at his <laughs> Bengals O-line. Joe Burrow got destroyed consistently for two two seasons almost. How many concussions did he get? I mean, he Zero, must have yeah. ne neck strength there. Fucking elephant or something. Do you know what I mean? Because he it's was just me. We worry about. He's um. He was getting laid out left, right, and center. But in all seriousness, with Tua, I think we can. All, we all kind of unanimously um admitted that the Dolphins medical staff had botched the early doors with that one. Mm. Um, especially when you seen that horrible one in, in the fencing position. That was probably yeah. as scary as it gets. Um, and I dare say it was worse, obviously, for Tua, but um, I, I can I tend to agree with Dan. It's what, what more can the league do? I mean, obviously, watching the Chiefs, i seen one where uh, Chris Jones had basically done everything he could not to lie on top of Derek Carr 
and ah, a flag yeah. get through, and it was just horrendous. You're like, what more can the defender do to try and... I know, he's kind of like, ah! He can provide a pillow, a blanket, a little bit of chocolate mint. That, that was it. It's, I mean, you're talking against one of your rivals as well. It's not as if it's just a and, a and other team. It was Chiefs Raiders. It's one of your conscious rivals. You can't tell me Chris Jones is, is going to want to tickle Derek Carr to the ground. Got, he wants to smash him into next week. And he literally done everything he could to stop him. So <laughs> I think for, from the league's perspective, they're trying to protect the quarterback. Some of the egregious pass, roughing the passer calls, um, I think, do need to be questioned. But from Tua's side, if he's, I think, if I remember right, I've, I've got a feeling it was something to do with judo. As much as we're yeah, talking about uh, he was WWE. doing judo training for Fallen. To be fair, WWE has done that, Nick of the Woods. I think they've got a performance centre in Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's That's probably what made me think right of it. it all kind of made sense. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. So I th- transferable I think skills and all that. For two's perspective, two is obviously doing everything he can to try and protect himself. Is he is he doing something with his neck then? Again, that's probably the only thing he could do as well. So it's, I think the league's doing everything they can. You kind of put the onus in the players as a physical, physical game. Um, so I think, unfortunately, instance, instances like this are going to happen. I, I can't wait for there to be a new bit in the combine that somehow tests neck strength. It's going to be like, like you just get stood in the middle and you just get like leathered with like a pugil stick to the head. And we just see how quickly your head goes back. Gladi- gladiator style. <laughs> shadows there. Shadow, that's exactly what I thought. They bring Shadow in, he gets one good unguarded hit in the head and depending on your, the degree of neck movement you get, it pumps you up or down the draft order. He, he uh, so that's the statistics that we need. Stick. Honestly, <laughs> he, he put fear into you with that pugil stick. It would have just been you'd see him swing like that. I'm out, I'm off, jump. Aye. I think it was um it was the accident that he was um nominated for random drugs random drugs testing um on more than one occasion. Uh with Shadow back in the days of the old gladiators. Um, Given the AJ Brown treatment he having a good performance and then random <laughs> drug testing. Yeah, random drug testing. <laughs> Ran, aye, random drug testing. We've just the, the best bit about that was the league promoed that video. So, for, for anybody that hasn't seen it, there's a, there's a video going around of AJ Brown deadlifting. I think it's a, it's obscene, whatever it is. The weight that he was lifting was massive. The man is incredibly strong. Oh, no, sorry, I'm not thinking of AJ Brown. I'm thinking of Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas did this about two Thomas, days ago. Yeah. Um, when he was deadlifting something incredibly heavy, the league pushed it out. The league put it in their, their social media feeds, and then the league drug tested him. Aye. <laughs> like, AJ Brown got the random drug, drugs test after his fourth touchdown game during the season. That was uh, <laughs> that was the AJ Brown one. Yeah, four, uh, four touchdowns. This is moments like this. You wonder if people really need, need the word "random" defined for them. Right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, okay, gents. Um, we are going to we're going to shift on onto some of the other um, stories of the week. Um, one of the big stories, um, bit of a bit of a less or a frivolous one. Um, Chris Smith, um, 31-year-old uh, ex-defensive lineman, uh, passed on um, earlier in the week. He was uh, drafted back in 2014 by the Jags before going on to have a career that included playing um, for, for multiple teams that we've got in the crew. He had a stint with both the Bengals and the Browns uh, before going to the Raiders as well. Uh, so obviously very sad. Uh, there's not been anything put out by the by the family or anything. The information we've had so far was put out by his, um, his agent's team. Uh, yeah, uh, bit of sad news, um, particularly somebody well that's 
I don't, not not to speak for not to speak for Dan, but I dare say somebody that's uh, younger than all of us. Um, you know what I mean? Be passing on that early. It's always yeah. a bit sad. It's um, sad than what happened with his girlfriend a couple of years ago as well. Was, yeah, yeah. Pers- personal life tinged with tinged with tragedy for for the whole amount of it. So one of these ones we'll we'll wait and see if more um more details come out about that one. But I'm not entirely convinced they'll be for public consumption. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Put it that I mean, way. he was a fantastic player for the Bengals mm-hmm. when he. I think that was kind of like that year, like I remember uh, really being impressed by him and hoping that we'd keep him. But we were sort of in that phase of blowing it up and heading towards yeah. the borough draft or, you know, at that point. So, you know, we I knew he was going to go. And then I think he went to you guys. I think he was Browns next, wasn't he? Yeah, he came so, I, from your... Yeah. I'm always amazed by how many players seem to go around our division. Like they try oh, to everybody the, loves picking up the AFC they North. This, uh, uh, it's like they try to get all the stamps. It's like gym badges and Pokemon or something like that. Like, <laughs> need to play for every AFC North team. But no, I it, like I also when I was kind of picking my XFL team, like he was kind of part of the the equation because yeah. I saw he was playing for Sea Dragon. Sorry. Yeah, and I like their Trogdor style logo. That was one thing that drew me to them. And I just kind of went down the list of like, well, who's playing for them? And then I saw oh, there's a few ex Bengals there, kind of thing. And so I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw my hat in with them. And uh, I like the Mariners in baseball anyway, so that was also part of it. But he played he played a few games for them this year. And they looked decent in the ones yeah. that I saw. So it's, it's sad to see him go. But... Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, moving moving on to something a wee bit uh, a wee bit lighter with the breaking news. Literally tonight, just before we uh, we we came on here, uh, Matt Patricia. Is uh, we're just going to keep talking about the Eagles because it's Dan's first show. Um, <laughs> Matt Patricia is uh, You've been nothing to talk about anyway, so always well. Ah, yeah, no point talking about Dallas. Um, <laughs> yeah, Matt joining the Eagles as it, and I had to wait for these um positions to be announced because this took ages. He's a senior defensive assistant. Okay, Which, as long as like, he's not offensive. Aye, right. Well, I mean, for Dan, he's probably hoping he would be the offensive guy after aye, yeah. this last year with the Pats. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, um, the, the, the Eagles are obviously saying that they're they're delighted to have uh, such a, a ex-head coach with such kind of defensive um, mm-hmm. uh, credentials behind yep. them. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Another big pickup for the for the Eagles because I don't I don't think anybody would argue they're in anything other than um, win right now mode, <laughs> particularly after everything they're putting out. Um, you know, on you go, Dan, does this, give you, does this give you more fear of the Eagles? More fear than you already have? Or are you beyond yeah, all fear of all just... things Eagle? Obviously, when he was at the Patriots, they had a great defence, but then they didn't really do much as a head coach, did they? So it's kind of like, where, where's his role actually going to be? I mean, is, is he going to assistant? Is he going to actually have a big input? Is he just going to help? Is he going to give points? Senior assistant. Oh, so senior, senior assistant. Senior assistant. Basically, that's a defensive coordinator without sacking your defensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't that and I've misread yeah. it and he's there for like the Spanish NFL side and it's like senior uh, defensive <laughs> assistant. Um, <laughs> I don't know how anybody could be a senior assistant, though. It's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be up against a new offense. Whereas, I mean, obviously, Mike McCarthy calling the plays yeah. this year. Um, so, it's, it's going, to see, going to see how it goes. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd rather have Dan Quinn, to be fair, but we'll see how it goes, plans out. He's got any watch out for the mojo moments for Dallas, though, that I mean, and Mike McCarthy's offense. All right. Right. 
tell, tell you what, Steve, you can use you can use your thoughts on this one because another one of the big stories in this, if this is how this plays out, I am going to laugh so hard about this. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers might be going to San Francisco. <laughs> I've been, hey, <laughs> I know Studs is going to talk about it, but, but I've been saying this was a possibility for the last like year. Oh, uh, like that. I've so, been putting it out there, but anywho, Studs, you can Stu so, has been putting out to the universe. Has. There's, there's a two parts here. It's a two parts that we need to consider. So it turns out that, well, it's three parts yet because the Niners came out <laughs> earlier and said, right, Brock Purdy is the man. Brock Purdy is our guy, he'll be back, he'll be fit, that elbow will be in shape, and uh, Mr. Irrelevant is also also relevant. Um, then apparently they've been taking calls for Trey Lance, and now it turns out that they've been having conversations with Rodgers. So uh, on you go, Studs. For a man who's an expert in all things quarterback, you can you can tell us what the name of Jesus is going on here. Oh, do you know what? See if Rodgers ends up at the 49ers. This is ultimate shithousery, and I'm so here for it. Purely because we have a Jets fan on the crew, in part, I actually... Pat's going to do that. a one-hour special all on his own if this happens. Just sitting there, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> just Pat sitting there in tears. I said, I would love to see a live stream of Pat when it's announced. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really want this to have, and I think I said it on our chat as well. Could I obviously thought listen to the around the NFL podcast, and um, I think Dan um, has basically said that he think it's been seen for weeks now. Jets have got their quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, and his head will explode. And I cannot if this happens, I cannot wait to hear that as well. Um, it's just going to be so much fun if it happens, and then. On a more serious note, Rogers thought he was going to get drafted by the 49ers That's due when he came out in the draft. So for him to end up there, potentially finish his career there, a, a nice moment for him, I'm sure, but know that we're massive fans of Aaron Rodgers. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with it. Stick with the 90s TV links here, right? Because yeah, what we'll do, I mean, we all remember Noel's house party. We'll all be at, we'll all be outside Pat's house with the big camera just to look through his front window as Rogers announces he's signing for the as 49ers. Long as long as we can gunge Pat as well. As long as we can bring Mr. Blobby with us. I said Mr. Blobby. Studs. Oh, wait, oh, sorry, Studs. <laughs> you know, think if this happens, it'll be the most Jets thing ever to happen, though? Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a very long line of Jets things. Can it, like we all just look forward to that press conference where Robert Salah has to come out and say, "Oh, Isaac Wilson was the man all along. This was I was never interested in Aaron Rodgers." Well, Zach Wilson standing behind him behind just grinning, <laughs> <laughs> handing out t-shirts to the team. <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a uh, question, Pat, how do you think Trey Lance would get on in Green Bay? I think. Ooh. I mean, how would he get on? Um, I think. Well, to be honest, if how many Green knees Bay, does he have? <laughs> I, I will say if you're Green Bay, because I mean, if they're looking at a package of picks, obviously they have Jordan Love, who they've had a long look at for the last three years. And to me, he's not looked that good when he's been in, whenever he's had chances in games. Um, so they, to me, if I'm Green Bay and I'm looking at it going, okay, cool, we're blowing it up a bit at least. And can I try to do the semi-rebuild? If your options are, I mean, what what kind of picks do we think they were going to get from the Jets? Like people were saying like a second and a third or something for Rodgers, just down to his age. So you're not going to be drafting a quarterback this year with a second or a third. So then you're committing to Jordan Love. He's your starter for the year. And then you're saying, well, if we're garbage, maybe we're going to get a high pick next year. 
I don't know, you know, I haven't really looked at next year's draft class yet, so I'm not really sure what the the quality of the quarterbacks oh, coming through the chosen are. chosen one. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's his name? There's, a we've already one. hit that bit. Well, there's a, there's a new chosen one. There's a and new even college. better than everybody this year. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. point, point is, is that to me, if I'm Green Bay, I would be looking at it going, you know, I don't want Zach Wilson in a trade from the Jets. If I can get Trey Lance, sure, he's been injured a bunch and there are obviously question marks around him. I still think Trey Lance is probably worth more than a third round. Or, you know, they can probably still get like, or sorry, a second round because they'll probably get a third from the Niners because they have a whole whack of those. Um, probably a third round in Lance or whatever. I think that's worth more than a second and a third. And then I haven't rely on Love because now you can have Jordan Love and Trey Lance and make your decision mm -hmm. between the two of them. Which one's the better quarterback? I think, that, than... I think if that happens, that's how it goes down. But that becomes yeah. a competition. That doesn't. It's not like Trey Lance goes yeah. there and it's he is the He's anointed the guaranteed one. Starter. Yeah. Yeah. Is that question is Green Bay are picking at fifteen. Is there going to be a good mm -hmm. quarterback left at 15? There, there might. should be. Maybe I think a good if... quarterback in this class is a, is a misnomer. I think it's became so overhyped, it's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the guys should fall. Like, you know, maybe Hooker's sitting there, Brian. If, uh, yeah, we've we spoke about him. So, to be <laughs> yeah. honest, I fancy uh, him to be the best quarterback out of the, the bunch. In the class. Yeah. It's a shout. Certainly for, for quick impact. Um, and the big one for uh, not not this year's draft, but next year's, it's Caleb Williams from That's USC. Like Caleb, yeah. That's that, and he is he is apparently basically Jesus. Um, <laughs> okay. If you believe the way that the pundits are talking, we've, we've hit we've hit that point. Uh, we've we've hit that point. where now everybody in this draft class was incredible. Got really, really good. Now the career's over. The career now the careers are all over, and it's all about the next rookie draft class. We've yeah, hit that yeah. point in the cycle. Okay, good. Right, uh, <laughs> to, keep, to keep things moving, uh, from one one trade that we can't seem to get completed to a trade that has been completed. Uh, a Rob signs with the Steelers. Um, uh, what do they think? I'm going to give this one straight to Stu as, a, as my fellow uh, representative of the AFC North, mate. Does this give you all the fear that the Steelers are back and going to re-rise to dominance in I, the North? I wouldn't say that, but I mean, from a Steelers point of view, uh, I think it's a really good move, especially when all it cost was moving down 17 picks or whatever it was in the seventh yeah. round. So to and, me, I'm and like, they well, pay next to none of his salary. Yeah, and they're like, most of the money's staying in Los Angeles, so clearly, they got the Super Bowl, they were garbage last year, they're now rebuilding. Blow so, it up! You know, fair enough, but like, to me, I look at it and go like, well, you know, Pickens is maybe their guy, and they still have Deontay Johnson, who's a good receiver, like, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, so having A-Rob there as a guy that you can slide in as, like, slot receiver, WR3, or if Pickens keeps doing a stupid thing where he's taking flags all the time, you know, A-Rod should be fine as like a, a WR2 for them, like, you know, for a rebuilding team. So, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's a really good move, actually. And I'm surprised if that's all it took to get A-Rob. I'm surprised somebody else maybe didn't make that move. Like, Do you know, there's a funny, there's a funny thing that's just jumped out at me here. This is a, a theme that I've just spotted. And um, teams in the AFC North getting really high quality wide receivers for bargain basement prices. <laughs> <laughs> no idea where you're going with that. It's, it's remarkable how affordable top wide receiving talent can be in the league if you know which teams to approach. Dan, what feelings do you have on the matter? <laughs> I'm not very <really> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to do a whole special just on Amari Cooper, just for you, yeah. Dan. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, how I'll long have you been I'm going to have to say, uh, CD Lamb will, uh, will make us forget about him. Uh, to be fair, I dare say CD Lamb will make us forget all about him. He's an absolute <laughs> beast. Yeah. Um, Right, okay. Um, so, uh, next one that we've got up, um, again, bit of a good news story. Um, we did mention him earlier on in the pod, Damar Hamlin. Um, he, mm-hmm. he is also, he is back. Um, he has resumed all football-related activities. He's been cleared by his... Um, I, I think quite catch, actually, if it was his own medical team or if it was the team medical team or a kind of combo of both. It was, both. I, it was everybody. Was, it was like yeah, seven doctors was, and... You know, 13 specialists, yeah. and like it was just this um, giant list of people. When Joe Biden is... just signed them off, like, you know, <laughs> to go. Uh, but so for what is you know, had to be the, the scariest moment of, of the year last year. You know, I think we all remember, you know, it's one of those you remember where you were sat watching it. Um, to the guy being back and being able to play, you know, elite level sports is an absolutely incredible story. Um, Right, Dan, tell you what, I'm going to give you one, mate, that's not me mocking you for the Cowboys. Um, for, for, for the sake, of, I might as well do it once. Um, other big story that we've had this week, Buddha Baker has requested a trade. Are we, are we officially officially at the point where the cards are just blowing it all up and starting again? Because we need to bear in mind that we've got Baker wants out, Kyler has no knees, uh, Hopkins wants out. The ownership is alleged to consistently cheat, and you don't even get a free lunch at the facility when you're a player. Are we officially at a point where Arizona should just chuck it yeah, and just start again? again. Just close them down, start again, move somewhere else. <laughs> just move, just just move, move the heart from <laughs> Press that self-destruct button, it's, it's done. It's just... Uh... Move them to Mexico. Let's do it. <laughs> the first international <laughs> franchise. Why? Because well, Arizona is, just sucked know, that hard. Toronto was looking for a team up here, so, you know, <laughs> maybe we get an NFL Canada team. <laughs> it was always Buffalo that were threatening to move, though. That was to get a new stadium. We've yeah. got it now. Which they were getting. A lot of teams go through these kind of things, and it? it's just, get, everybody's got a shelf life as a team and as players, and it's just, Unfortunately, something that just happens all at once to a team. Yeah. Sometimes you might lose a player here or lose a player here. But whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a minute here. This implies that at points your team's meant to be good. Um, as, as a Browns fan, I feel I need this I need this explained and clarified when the good part of your team comes. <laughs> you, you have just permanently got the self-destruct button on. Do you know that way when you break a keyboard because you've pressed the button too many times and it won't yeah. come back up again? That's what's happened to the Browns' self-destruct button. Brian, what, what the Browns, where they went wrong was that self-destruct button. You guys all thought it was the button for opening those fridges that had all the beer in it. <laughs> remember that? It was like when you finally won a game, the fridges yeah, were yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 remember. it's just it's just stuck permanently. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to remember your your team was spin good. Again, spin again, spin again. Oh, I've got to remember your team was good and then you met up with Chad Henry and then you sold it. Oh I do one. <laughs> <laughs> People say my chat's bad. Right, tell you what, I'm going to move on to our last, our, our final news item. Yeah, yeah, the cards are getting new uniforms, I've at least got that. Totally you know what, I, I, will touch, I will touch on something about the, the card situation, just going Go back to Aaron Rodgers, because we all love talking about him. What, has um, he got to the cards as well? No, no, what I was going to say was, <laughs> if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're maybe wanting to win another Super Bowl before you're done, 
I think it maybe would make more sense to go to the Niners if you're looking at that division because you go, okay, cool. Well, the Seahawks, yeah, they were pretty decent last year, and we all love the Geno story, but you know they're yeah, still not. But... I wouldn't say they're perfect. Um, they do have a crap ton of draft picks this year, though. So I mean, you know, maybe they'll do better. The cards have blown up, or they're kind of blown it up if Buda Baker's gone too. And mm-hmm. obviously the Rams, like we mentioned, they've blown it up already, or in the up. process of blowing it up. So the Niners, they're really good, and they could almost just walk Easy road. through that division. And, you know, for the Niners' perspective, you've then got Brock Purdy, who looked good last year. He can learn under Rodgers for a year or two. No pressure. Kind of thing, and then he can probably walk in. And <laughs> that insinuates that Rogers, rookie quarterback <laughs> behind Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rogers is going to want to teach him. I mean, he doesn't need. To, I mean, it's the Niners. He actually doesn't really need to do it. Any, he could just like sit and like polish the I silverware for a couple of years, and then take over the driving the bus. Once Rogers is like, I'm away in isolation chamber. See you later. And off <laughs> to to the darkness. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to our, our final, our final news item of the week. This one, this one's for yourself, studs. Um, so JT Jonathan Taylor um, has been coming out into the wee bit of a chat about the the, the rumours about him and his contract situation. Is he expecting a deal to be given to him and all the rest of it? And he has been remarkably chill about the whole situation. A uh, quote that we've seen from him is that if he is not given a new contract before the start of the season, that for him it wouldn't be a distraction for me. Does this make Jonathan Taylor the ultimate team player? Or, given that he's a running back, a position with an infamously short life expectancy, is he being a bit foolish to not try and get his own bag when he's coming off, you know, playing a couple of good years, even though he has been dinged up a bit? Well, a, th- a couple of good years has probably been generous. I can't really remember him last year, to be honest. So. You're the half. His breakout year was was superb. There's no denying it. But you're talking about a guy, and what if I remember right during the draft, he came for the Wisconsin Badgers, I think. Yeah, and he was apparently ran into the ground with them as well. So he's he already come into the NFL with a lot of tread on those tires. Um, so that was one of the concerns from coming out of the draft. So for me, it's it's probably a play to back himself. And he's looked at the running back market this year. Your top paid free agent was Miles Sanders to the Panthers mm-hmm. on six million a year. You're looking at right, that's not a great deal. Obviously, Saquon is one paid, but him and Jacobs are what ten million on the franchise tag. Yeah. So he's obviously hoping that the market changes a little bit over the next twelve months, and he's trying to back himself to have a repeat of this. And Studs just became just a robot frozen. again. Yeah. Uh, he's going to back himself over the He's going to back himself. <laughs> to finish uh, Studs' so, thought, yeah. uh, what, So what do we think, gents? Where do you land on this one? You know, is this JT being backing himself, being the team player, or is this a bit, ooh, really, you're going uh, to do that, pal? I think he's more just being a realist about it, is the, the thing, because, I mean, like you've said, it's the, the running back market. It's never really that. I mean, it's, it can be good, but, like, you know, Zeke's been cut. Mixon is, I don't think we'll cut him this year. Gonna be cut. Unless something really <laughs> happens with the, he played not guilty. To, we won't touch on that too much because we don't really <laughs> like talking about the legal stuff, but um, allegedly. So, anywho, uh, yeah, a lot of the big name guys are either being cut or they're being franchise tagged and they just have to kind of accept that. So, for running backs, 
also this year in the draft, it looks like it's going to be kind of a bumper crop for very mm-hmm. good, ready to plug and play running backs coming through. So it is a bad year in general, which means probably next year is going to be a bad year for getting paid as well. So I think maybe Jonathan Taylor just went, screw it, I'm just going to play and get paid the money I'm going to get. And then if they have to franchise tag me, I'll just take the franchise tag after that, you know, in a year's time. So I think he's just accepted that he's going to make what he's going to make. And and that's it. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not like you're doing an argument about a payment for a running back. There's just nothing happening. Mm-hmm. No. It's, well, you've even just so, dead chance and talk about particularly. <laughs> they paid running backs. <laughs> I, well, you've, they, they paid the man, but then they got shot of him. And uh, is, is anybody with Dan, you can take this as a Cowboys fan. You know, are you upset that you have to suffer Pollard? Is your RB one instead of Zeke? No, I after the, after the last game, I, I texted my dad straight away and said Zeke's done. I said yeah. he, he's a third down back now. He just we have seen it like the two of them are playing tandem for a while and the two of them are phenomenal. But as the time went on, you could see that Zeke's just not got it anymore. You could, you could yeah. just see that he was coming in third third and shots or when it was a shot that one or two oh, yards totally, and he's getting yeah. it every time and yep. it would give you that. But he's not a first down back anymore. He's just I, just, I said to my dad, he's done that. He'll get cut or traded. I just, I could see it coming. So I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I think he's a great running back for us. and He's been great. But like I said, they're on some players have just got shelf lives. And unfortunately for him, he just reached his nerves. Yeah. And that is what it is, as we say, running back. It's the, it's where, I don't know. I come down to this one. I think, I don't know. I think he's maybe been a bit, uh, he's been a bit foolish. But then again, we know that if you're a running back a trying choice. to hold out, yeah. He's trying to hold out a really wise decision. We've no, seen how that worked for, uh, for Lev at, Bell. Yeah, I was going to say, look at Lev Bell like a few years yeah. back when he said, I'm not signing the franchise tag. Sat out for a year and then he never got close to getting the money that he would have. You know, <laughs> yeah. He never got close to the money he would have got if he'd just signed the tag. So, yeah. Um, okay, what, I feel like thinking, there's running backs going out of this draft. If I don't sign, they'll, they'll just pick somebody up and replace me. Yeah. 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 And it's, when, one more thing, Brian, just on running backs it. and also the Cowboys uh, and a bit of news. It was something I just I clocked right before. I just pulled it up again here. I clocked right before we came on the show. Um, Dan, I don't know if you know Don McElhenney. So he's he's just passed away at the age of uh, 88 years old. And he was the... He played for the Cowboys like more than, uh, more than any other team, but he scored the first ever Russian touchdown in Cowboys franchise history. Back in wow. 1960, or in the NFL in history, so he he um, so he passed away today. So that's I mean, 88 years old. So you know, and it's fair innings. Died peacefully at home. Um, he did have Alzheimer's and dementia. They're saying over the last yeah. decade is that concussion related. You know, obviously yeah, we can't say his old age mm-hmm. and all that. But you know, 88, fair old, fair old age, but uh, a bit of a bit of a cowboy's legend with the sounds of it cool. kind of thing. First a free statistic of the week there. Ah, that was not the statistic, that was the free one. That was the free one. Before we do the statistic, Brian, I've got one thing, right? And on on the topic of running backs, (laughs) (laughs) on on the running back side of things, and I'm going, I I don't know if we maybe missed it or not, maybe just purely because you're a Browns fan, you might have just crossed over it. Did we talk about the offer to Lamar Jackson that the Pat McAfee show released? Just speaking around. No, we never mentioned it. No, we million. did. We talked about Lamar. We kind of we, we got sidetracked by Rogers. Um, is where well. that was actually on my on my notes to, to talk Which is about. Just the way Aaron wants it. Aye. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so no, the the big the big story that we, that we do have. Well, like you're right. That uh, linking to running backs. Um, 
but yeah, no, so the big one is a uh, chat of him getting up to 200 million guaranteed. Is that enough? And like, surely, surely, because that's what all the chat's been is that they want he wanted OBJ. That, that trade was for Lamar. That's why they went out and they got OBJ. Apparently, he also wants D Hop. We'll wait and see. I don't know how the how far the budget's uh, the budget think- spins for that. Although D Hop's been out saying he doesn't want paid, like he's not looking for a mega mega deal. He just wants to to play in a team that's not an absolute tire fire. Nick wants a right. He doesn't want to move to Mexico. That's what it is. Aye, aye. He doesn't want to move to Mexico or Toronto. Um, yeah. Wrong so, with Toronto. I mean, actually, there kind of is things wrong with Toronto. But anyway. <laughs> The people of Toronto rising up against Stu as we speak. Um, so there you go. Tell you what, well, if this one is our last our last question for, for you gentlemen then, uh, before we have our statistic of the week and we wind things up, if, hypothetical time, if Lamar gets his deal, he gets his 200 guaranteed, he gets his receivers, so they've got OBJ, they've got Nook, they've got Bateman, they've got uh, Dobbins at running back, they've got a defence which the Ravens is solid on defence did the Ravens immediately become contenders? What do we think? Well they have to get they have to get through us (laughs) so I'm I'm going to say the Bengals are still winning that division this year yeah, I don't usually go, I don't usually go that confident. I'm normally trying to downplay, but I I think we're past the stage of having to downplay the Bengals now, even for me. So I'm yeah. expecting to win the division this year. I'd like yeah, I'm a massive fan of Burroughs. I think Jackson is, is a different level of quarterback. I'm a massive fan of Burroughs. I think I think the Bengals still win that division. Yeah, I like Lamar. Like, said, you know, OBJ is not a number one. Nope. Is, is Hopkins going to be enough? Nook. Nook's is, also is, getting older too. That's the thing. Is like, are you going to rely on a guy with no knees who's getting older, and then Nook who has also had injuries? PEDs. Did he know it for PEDs because he's trying to stay young or whatever it was he was forever <laughs> young? <laughs> Did Bateman no break last year as well? Yeah, yeah. Bateman, so, Bateman got bad up. Yeah, still, still. Like, it's one of these. It's the great. It's the great NFL game. On paper, though, on paper, it's an yeah. incredible offense. Mark Andrews at tight end. No, he's good. Yeah. OBJ. Now, as I say, I don't back OBJ as a wide receiver at all. I've said it enough times in the pod. It's not working over again. He is an excellent wide receiver too, though. If you've got somebody legit in wide receiver one, and you've got OBJ picking up second corners, he does it well. Um, and then Bateman to come in and learn and all the rest of it because he does have a similar skill set to OBJ to be fair it, it could theoretically be a very scary offence is all I'm going to say right okay gents um, we are going to move on we're going to start to wind things up it is that time it is the highlight of everybody's week it is time <laughs> for our statistic of the week this so, is going to be a... what have you got for us mate don't let me this down is... This is going to be a massive disappointment, like after you introduced it that way. But um, <laughs> no, on the on the theme of it's not so much a statistic, but more just a cash value. So on the theme of quarterbacks getting paid, I want to see how close you guys get with this one. So obviously, you know, I, I live in Canada, so uh, I and I go to a lot of CFL games and follow the <laughs> CFL as well. I want you guys to guess how much the highest paid. CFL quarterback gets paid 
in guaranteed money. And can this I give isn't Canadian guarantee. dollars. This isn't in US dollars as well. So can I can I give you <laughs> iron brew bottles? I am brew bottles if you want. But like, um, yeah, okay, Brian, give me a number. What do you think the number is? Highest right, paid, gu- guaranteed money, guaranteed, guaranteed money. money, top paid CFL quarterback, guaranteed money. Uh, we're talking a year, yeah, yeah, a year. Right, I'm gonna say six, six mil. Okay, Brian says six mil. Dan, the fact that you pose this question to me makes me think it's going to be something ridiculously low. I'm going to go four. Four what? No. <laughs> dollars. <laughs> four dollars. Dollars. It's like four dollars. Uh, studs. Four weirder. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Money still on it? No, man, like, he was garbage. He could be, his hands weren't big enough garbage. for the ball. Remember the CFL ball is much bigger. Uh, <laughs> a man's yeah. ball. Yeah, it's a rugby ball. <laughs> See, you two boys have actually threw me because you two boys have went a lot higher than what I was going to go. I was going to go for my half a million. I stood <laughs> for your gut. Don't give so him close. I don't, I don't, no, listen, I, I was going to go half a million. I'll stick with it. As I say, I think it's going to be, I'm, I'm with Dan, I think it's going to be ridiculously low and I think it's going to be something like half a million guaranteed a year. Right, on you go, Stu. Put us on misery. Okay, so the highest paid quarterback in the league uh, and he it's hard money, which is his guaranteed, and it's also actually his max value in cash. $600,000 Canadian, which is like $420,000 US. That's what Jeez, the highest paid starting quarterback gets. And that's the guy that's won MVP the last two years in a row. And he was also the, before he came here, he was the um, the Cincinnati Bearcats starting quarterback like years ago, drafted by uh, Tampa. Um, never, never made it in the NFL. Obviously, then moved to the CFL and he's bounced around teams there. But he's won the the Grey Cup two years in a row, and or sorry, two years in a row. They lost in the final last year to the the Argonauts, but the he was still MVP on the year kind of thing. So it's fun. It's just funny to me because I'm going like, you know, it's, it's kind of about like the SP- even be a podcast for that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like the SPL and the EPL, really, though, isn't it? Kind of thing. Yeah. It's like there's so much Absolutely. money difference, and it's just to me though, it's funny just seeing the there's guys that I've watched play in the CFL that do make it to the NFL later on, and you know, just you can, always, you can also sort of see why guys will go down there and just be practice squad because they're yeah. making more money, like you know, a million a year or whatever, a million and a half a year, just to be a practice squad guy versus. If you're a starting wide receiver, you're maybe getting like four hundred grand. Like starting no lines, two hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, mm. that's, that's a game appearance fee in the NFL for them players. Yeah, aye, yeah, that's right. okay. Who was the last quarterback we were talking about in our chat? To be fair, Chase Daniels. Chase yeah. Daniels. But is he in the Chargers now? I think, but aye. not just in here. Five starts and he's made some over forty million. <laughs> aye, in his career, and then you've got Zach Kolaris. He's been one of the best quarterbacks. In the CFL, like over the last like maybe 20, 30 years, and the guy's probably you know, I mean, he still makes six hundred grand a year, which can't be sniffed up for playing sport. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going like, well, he has to live in Winnipeg, which Ooh. you know, right? Well, I was talking to somebody in Winnipeg the other day there, and it's still minus fifteen and snowing, <laughs> and we're like nearly in May. So it's like the season's about to start, like spring it's training's right, began for the CFL. Still, like, it's fine. They've still got the Christmas lights up, mate. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay, 
That's it. Right, okay, gents. Honestly, <laughs> sadly, we need to, we need to wrap things up there. So, folks, we are we are now officially seven days in some change away from the NFL draft, and much Fantastic. much more importantly, we are seven days away from the next crew episode, which will focus more or less exclusively on the draft. So and getting... Rogers manages to get his trade in to just ruin the draft for everybody because that's <laughs> oh, of course. all anybody will exactly. talk about. Absolutely. I'll be number one draft pick. Oh, wait a minute, Aaron Rodgers is signed for... He's been traded to the Mexico City Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, with all of that said, um, we've still got some... We've got the draft coming up. Um, then we've obviously got a big chunk of uh, off-season to go before we hit minicamp and training camps and then the next season begins. But remember, from now until then, the crew will see you through. Uh, remember, give us a follow on the Twitter, at GridironCrew. It's the, the same on Instagram, grid underscore iron underscore crew. Um, give us a like, give us a subscribe. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from. And until next week, I have been Brian. Uh, these guys have been the crew. And we will get you through until the next season kicks off.